watching K34QB, Vail, Colorado. Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to TV8's Good Morning Vale for this Monday, March 20th edition. This is a live shot of Lion's Head first thing this morning, and you can see that we still have quite a bit of snow on the ground. Now, we are starting to see it melt just a little bit as we are making our way into those spring conditions. I'm your in-studio host today, Maddie Evans, and we've got a great two-hour edition of Good Morning Vale. It has now been one full week since we switched Good Morning Vale to the two-hour format, and I have to to tell you I am personally loving it because I think it's so much fun to get to be here each and every morning and just chat with you about so many wonderful things taking place in our community now Speaking of things that are taking place in our community, let's talk about some of the wonderful things that you can get out there and do today. So if you're someone who likes yoga or maybe you're someone who's been skiing really hard all season and your muscles are really sore, well then you can make your way over to the Colorado Snow Sports Museum and Hall of Fame for some great yoga in that beautiful location. Not only can you be enriched by all of the wonderful things that they have happening there and all of the great history that they have, but you can also get your stretch on starting at 9:30 a.m. doing some great yoga and it's an hour of yoga they do recommend that you bring your own water bottle and mat but this is such a fun place to go and if you've yet to go explore it well then some of our greatest skiers and snowboarders of all time are there so make sure that you go check that out and this takes place every Monday so if you miss it this Monday you can always sign up to participate next Monday now something else that's taking place later that maybe you'll want to get out there and do is drop in a pick Pickleball. We have some great pickleball courts over in Avon and it is the kind of sweeping the nation sport right now and so you can see right here online that you can drop in and play some great pickleball with some other members of the community throughout the course of this afternoon and into this evening and especially because we're seeing that sunset nice and late by each day. I'm so excited about how long the sun is going to stay up and especially because today is the spring equinox but we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. Now if you're looking to do something inside, maybe something a little bit fancier, maybe something a little more formal, a great date night idea, well then you should check out the Villar Performing Arts Center at villarpac.org because they have one of their concert series taking place tonight and this falls into the classical series. So if you like some good classical music, this is a great way to just get out there and enjoy it. Now they're bringing artists from all over the world right now to come to our perfect little 535 seat venue. Now they are celebrating 25 years this year, so it's really exciting to have all of these wonderful performances. Now this show still has available seats, so again you can go to vlarpac.org and that way you can buy your tickets and see some of the other incredible shows that they have. They just produced four 
or six shows, excuse me, in four days. Not only did they do things for great date nights, but they did great family specials. And so just make sure that you go to their website and you see all of the fun that they're having up there. Now, if you like to play basketball, well then, Open Gym for Basketball is taking place at Red Sandstone Elementary tonight. This is a great way for you to get out, play against some other people, and just really enjoy everything that they have happening. So make sure that you go online, you check that out, and you participate in all of the wonderful things that the Vail Rec District has to offer us only because they do such a good job of making this a thing. And then, of course, you can go if you are older than 18. They recommend older than 18. It's only $5, and if you are younger than 18 and you want to play but you're more advanced in basketball, well, then they highly recommend that you have your parent with you so that they can sign the permission slip saying that you can play. Now, I said that we had a great show in store for you earlier, and I meant it because we've got a bunch of wonderful things taking place. It is... Act Happy Day today. It is also Dogs in Yellow Day, which I know that my little fur friend is always dressed in yellow as her car collar has sunflowers. It's International Day of Happiness, and it is the spring equinox, which means that we are going to start to see that shift of those days getting longer and longer. We've got a great show in store for you because we're going to be chatting with Eagle County about some of the wonderful things that they have taking place in our community, and especially because we are celebrating 140 years. Now, it is important that we talk to them and give you some updates on some serious construction that's going to be taking place along Highway 6, and so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Then we've got the Vale Valley Partnership coming in to chat about some really wonderful things that they're doing. They always have wonderful events for you to be involved in. And then Chris Romer always has so much information about what's taking place with some of our businesses and things like that. So we're excited to have him into the studio to talk about all of those wonderful things as well. Now, we are going to take a look at that local weather forecast because we are expecting some snow to start coming our way. So if you are someone who's getting out there to enjoy the mountains, well, 27 degrees around 8 a.m., high of 40 degrees, 60% chance of snowfall. We are expecting to win see winds come out of the west, southwest at 5 to 10 miles an hour, which is going to make that 40 degrees feel just slightly cooler than it actually is. But remember, as you're getting out there with this precipitation, we are going to see the flatter light. And if it is going to be 40 degrees, we will see maybe a chance of some rain as well as snow. You can see throughout the course of today, snow showers are possible. They are going to start kicking off first thing this morning, and we will see that kind of on and off throughout the course of today. Now, if you are traveling along that I-70 corridor, it's really important that you stay nice and safe out there. 56 degrees in Denver, a little bit of cloud coverage. 40 degrees in Vail with a 60% chance of precipitation. 40 degrees in Avon with a 60% chance of precipitation. 41 in Eagle. So here in Eagle County, a nice low pressure system sitting above us, bringing us quite a bit of precipitation. As we take a look at Vail overnight tonight, temperatures are cooling down. 20 degrees is our overnight low. 80% chance of snowfall taking place. Snow showers are likely. That sun is going to set at 7.18 p.m. Now we are expecting winds to slightly shift directions, just coming out of the west at 5 to 10 miles an hour. As we take a look ahead into the next five days tomorrow, 50% chance of afternoon snow is likely. High of 39 degrees. Snow showers high on Wednesday. 80% chance of snowfall. High of 41. As we continue into the week and then 
as we approach the weekend, we will start to see a little bit more sunshine make its way out. 30% chance on Thursday, 36 degrees is our high, partly cloudy skies. Ramping back up by Friday, though, to bring us more snowfall. Snow showers are possible with a 60% chance of snowfall and then decreasing by Saturday to a 30% chance. So if you did not get out there and enjoy the sun over the course of the weekend, well, we're expecting quite a bit of precipitation, but that means that our resort report is only going to get better and better as we continue to see this snowfall. Now, speaking of resort report, let's take a look at what's happening up on our mountains. This resort report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. As we've seen quite a bit of sunshine over the course of the weekend, now we're going to see this precipitation make its way in. But as we take a look at what's happening up on Beaver Creek Mountain, no new snowfall in the last 24 to 48 hours. That season total is at 278 inches with the 58-inch base depth. Now, if you are getting out there to ski or ride, you can start your morning at 8.30 a.m. and you can be out there until 4 p.m. It is wonderful out there. I was up on Beaver Creek Mountain yesterday and getting to stay out there until 4 p.m is so nice because that sunshine feels so incredible. 25 lifts are open, 163 trails are open, and 98% of the train is open up on Beaver Creek Mountain right now for you to enjoy. As we take a look at what's happening over on Vail Mountain, no new snow in the last 24 to 48 hours. That season total is at 297 inches right now, which we're going to get so close to that 300 mark, and I'm hoping it happens today. A 74-inch base depth. Now you can get out there and ski or ride up on Vail Mountain from 8.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. There are 33 lifts open, 275 trails open, and 100% of the train up on Vail Mountain is open for you to get out there and enjoy. So if you have yet to make your way out there, we always highly recommend that you do so because it's one of the best ways to enjoy our fabulous backyards. Whether you want to explore Vail or Beaver Creek, make sure that you go do so. We want to thank Sun & Ski Sports for bringing you this resort report this morning. Now, if you've not yet tuned or waxed your skis as we're approaching this spring skiing well then this is a great place to go do that and they're located right here in the heart of Avon. We're going to take a short break and when we come back from the break we've got more Good Morning Vale so stay tuned. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. We're so proud of what TV8 has been doing and we love to bring you so much incredible content. Well, Tracy Miller with Colorful Cooking is some of the incredible content and locally produced content that you can get right here on Xfinity Comcast Channel 92 or of course you can stream it on our website at tv8vale.com but you can catch Colorful Cooking every Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. meaning that you can get some great ideas on what maybe you want to make for dinner. Now we're going to take a sneak peek at how you can make some delicious crab cakes with Tracy Miller. So let's take a look. Hi, I'm Tracy Miller with Colorful Cooking and today we are going to be cooking up some real goodies. Whether you have people visiting or you're going on a picnic or you just want something really healthy for dinner tonight, I've got you covered right here. We're not wasting any time. We're jumping right on into it. So at first we're gonna do the asparagus wraps. Now I've already boiled the asparagus and then I shocked them. So that means you boil them in water until they're done. And these were skinny ones. They took like maybe three minutes in boiling water. And then I put them in cold water. That stops the cooking process and keeps the nice vibrant color green. So we're making wraps, super easy. And one of the things when you're making wraps that you wanna do is 
microwave your wraps for like 30 seconds because that's gonna make them a little bit easier to roll and a little bit easier to work with. So I've got three wraps in here that I microwaved for about 30 seconds. They are flour tortillas, delicious and hearty, and those are gonna be the base for our asparagus wraps. We start with mayonnaise and then we've got to add a little sweetness. So this is kind of funny because this is not always a staple at my house, but we're gonna put a little ketchup in there as well. That'll give it the sweet flavor, kind of like a Russian dressing, a play on Russian dressing. And then we're gonna use a little bit of these chipotle. And now what we're gonna do is we are gonna put that all over our wrap. So what I've noticed, and I make wraps a lot for my catering company, and what I notice is that if you do a thin layer of the spread all the way around the tortilla, you're gonna be in good shape for rolling it and keeping it all together. I have smoked Gouda cheese because this is gonna be a smoky wrap. I'm gonna put that at the very bottom because what I've noticed is if I try to cut these wraps with asparagus, the asparagus shoots out all over the place. So you really want the asparagus to be on the chipotle so that it doesn't shoot out all, the all over the place when you cut it. Put some lettuce down there. Look at all that. This looks so pretty with all the colors. So then when you roll it, you're just gonna go like this, pull all of that in, roll it up. I roll these, put them seam side down in the refrigerator, uncovered, because if you cover these flour tortillas with saran wrap, then they're gonna get super mushy. Here's the asparagus wrap. I'm gonna make one more. We are going to take a quick break. When we return, we're talking all about Brussels sprouts. We're gonna get these in the oven and I'm gonna show you how to make a delicious Brussels sprout salad. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Colorful Cooking. We just made some asparagus wraps, which will be great for guests or just for lunch if you're looking for vegetarian. And now we're gonna move on. First off, you need to cut the Brussels sprouts. And all the Brussels sprouts, just like with any veggie you're ever working with, they're all different. So when you're baking them, and I, my oven is at 400 degrees because we're really gonna roast these babies, you want everything to be about the same size. So if you're getting some really little Brussels sprouts, then you're not gonna wanna cut them as much as the big ones. Like this one's a monster. So I'm gonna just cut that a little bit more. So we've got these little cuties. They're, they're so cute. They're just like baby cabbages. Um, and then I'm going to put them on my sheet pan. We're gonna keep this super simple because the ingredients are fresh and healthy. So mucking them up with a whole bunch of different ingredients is not what we're gonna do. Brussels sprouts by themselves. Oven is at 400 degrees. I'm gonna pour olive oil over the Brussels sprouts. Doesn't even have to be that much because it's gonna kind of melt when you, when you bake it. And then I have a mixture of salt and pepper. This is how I like to do it when I'm in the kitchen. Just make a nice mixture of salt and pepper because that's what I use for everything. And I'm going to really kind of generously cover these Brussels sprouts. And whenever I'm cooking veggies, I definitely put a lot of salt and pepper on them. Okay. The Brussels sprouts, cut up nicely, olive oil, salt and pepper, oven's at 400 degrees. I'm gonna pop them into the oven for about 10 minutes. And this is when a little bit of experience is going to let you know, because if you cook those Brussels sprouts just a little bit too long, they're gonna have no crunch and they're gonna be mushy. And those are the Brussels sprouts that your parents complain about because your grandma used to overcook them all the time. We are going to cook those Brussels sprouts for about 10 minutes, check them because every veggie is different. We're gonna check them, see their doneness and then put the pears in for about five minutes. 
We've added the pears about five minutes before we were finished cooking the Brussels sprouts. And these Brussels took about 10 minutes, but you can expect about 10 to 12 minutes for most Brussels sprouts if you cut them in half. You don't want to overcook them because that's gonna make them mushy and gross and <laughs> it's gonna make your house smell really bad. So we have the pears that I tossed with a little bit of olive oil and some fresh thyme and I tossed those right there into the Brussels sprouts. So basically this is the salad. A half a cup of Brussels sprouts is like 28 calories and it also contains over 100% of your daily recommended dose of vitamin K. So they're really healthy. And if you're looking to get a little more vitamin K, vitamin C, they're high in as well. And lots of other minerals. Uh, you know, when you're looking for just like a little bit of a little sliver of certain minerals, you're going to find a lot of that in Brussels sprouts. So here we have the salad. I did sprinkle a little bit of fresh thyme on the salad, on the pears when I put them in the oven, but now I'm gonna sprinkle just a little bit more. When you're working with fresh herbs like this, and now this time you have to like definitely get the stems off. So this is a job for the kids. This is what I always give to my kids and they're like, really mom, do we have to do this? But see, if you just kind of do that, then you get the fresh thyme. You don't have to chop it or anything. It's just nice and the little leaves. So we're gonna put a little more on that. And then we're gonna stir this up a little. Everything softened up. You can eat this salad warm or you can eat at room temperature. That's one of the great things about it. And I'm gonna tell you what, people are gonna like this salad. They're gonna, you're gonna be surprised how many people are after your Brussels sprouts when you make this. I like to put a little honey mustard on it. It just brings a sweetness to it and also gives a mustard taste and mustard and Brussels go really, really nicely together. So I'm just going to stir up my honey mustard. And all this is is a combination of sour cream, honey, mustard, and some white wine vinegar, a little salt and pepper, because I put a little salt and pepper on everything. So just lightly put some honey mustard on that. And then there you go. You have your Brussels sprout salad. Super simple, great ingredients. The key to this one is to make sure you cook everything perfectly so that it's not overcooked. And then let it cool down and enjoy it any time of the day. So now we have smoky asparagus wraps. We have a Brussels sprout pear salad. And next, we are going to make crab cake. Okay, so you're probably dying to know the biggest secret of making crab cakes, and everybody has their crab cake recipe that they like. Mine, I just like a lot of crab in it, not a lot of filler, but you do need some filler or the crab cakes aren't gonna stick together. So the biggest secret is when you buy your crab, and I buy mine from Costco, I get this big one because it's actually delicious crab, but it kinda gets a little wet, so you have to wring it out a little. like. I'm gently squeezing the crab. Like you don't want to be tough with it. It's very delicate. It's delicious. It's tender. And we're just happy that somebody else got it out of the shell for us. But this is what you do. This is the number one tip in my opinion that I can give you to make good crab cakes. You get all of this moisture out of here. See, as you get to the bottom, there's just so much. And then you're going to get a nice sear on your crab cake and it's not going to steam up. Okay. Easy enough, we have all this beautiful crab. It's nice, it's claw meat, it's delicious. I'm going to add some parsley, a little bit of green in there. We are going to add some red onion. Onion's not my favorite, but it's very good for you. And a lot of people like the onion in here and it's definitely missed if you don't add it. 
I add a tiny, tiny bit of Creole seasoning, and it doesn't, whatever the Creole seasoning is you have at home, I just add a little bit of that just to give it some flavor. I do add a little salt and pepper. We'll go back to what I said earlier, salt and pepper everything. One egg that has been slightly beaten, that's gonna help bind everything together. I do a little bit of mayonnaise to give it a nice creamy texture, and then some breadcrumbs. Ball them up, look at that, pat them down a little squeeze them in on the side, and then I put them in my pan. When I'm dropping them into my pan, I wiggle it around a little bit so that the olive oil goes under all of the crab. These are crab cakes. They are delicious. We will be talking more when we get back. You're watching Colorful Cooking. All right, look at this appetizer platter right here. This is all we did. This could be a full dinner, actually. You could have the asparagus as an appetizer, and then you could have the Brussels sprout salad and the crab cakes as a dinner if you wanted that way, or a very nice lunch. Now I have a quick little basil aioli. It's just a mixture of mayonnaise, sour cream, basil, and lemon juice, and I like to serve that right on top of my crab cakes. If I'm serving for a crowd, I only do it on a few, but if I'm serving for myself, I do it on every single one. I'm Tracy Miller with Colorful Cooking, Brussels sprout salad, asparagus wraps, and crab cakes today. I hope you enjoy these recipes and eat healthy. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Earlier in the year, we had the chance to catch up with Cabin Claws from Pigeon Loans. So if you are maybe someone who's in that time of year where you have to borrow some money from some friends or some family and you're stressed about how you're going to get it back to them and how you're going to keep track of getting it back to them, well then Pigeon Loans is the perfect solution for you. So we're going to introduce you to the founder right now. There's been such an economic diversity taking place in America right now, and we've kind of seen a lot of shifts happening. We've got an expert in this space, Cabin, joining us from Pigeon Loans. Cabin, thank you so much for taking the time this morning to chat with us. Thank you for having me. This is great. So we've seen a lot of people borrowing and lending money from their family and their friends. Why is that? Yeah, loans between friends and family has really skyrocketed over the last year. And it really started during the pandemic when a lot of people unexpectedly you know, lost their job or were facing economic hardship. And now what's so interesting is as inflation has set in and gas prices are rising and rents have you know, now been as high as they've ever been, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck across America and they just don't have that extra cash to, to make ends meet. So we've seen a really interesting rise in people needing emergency loans, whether it's to pay for medical expenses, to pay for their rent, to repair their car, all types of loans. And in many cases, these individuals, the only person they can really go to, they can't go get a traditional bank loan. They have to go to someone they know and see if they can help them out. 45 million Americans right now are considered credit invisible. Can you explain to us what that means and what's causing that as well? Yeah, the, you know, the credit invisible thing is, is really tragic. There's a lot of Americans, particularly from minority groups across this country, who either have a credit score that's so bad they can't get a fair rate at, at a bank. They're often forced to go to payday lenders. And then surprisingly, a lot of young Americans have not even built a credit score at all. So when you're in a situation like you are today, where so many people maybe just recently got laid off, lost a job, or dealing with an economic challenge, they don't have the traditional credit system they can go to. 
And it might shock a lot of people, but yeah, about one in third Ameri- one in three Americans have some sort of credit anxiety where they're not able to get rates that are really favorable and actually can help their long-term uh, financial future. And people are really encouraged not to be borrowing money from their family and friends. Why is it bad for them to do so? Yeah, this is a personal pain I've lived through, and this is really why we started Pigeon Loans. Uh, it's very awkward mixing money and your relationships, right? These are important relationships. These could be a friend, this could be an uncle, this could be family members, uh, this could be a coworker, and you don't really want to let money get in the way. The reason these usually go bad is people don't plan ahead. The typical conversation goes something like, hey, can you, can you lend me $1,000, $2,000, 3000 I'll pay you back when I can. People have a lot of trust with one another and they say, don't worry about it. Where it goes bad is in the months and years later as this money hasn't been paid back and kind of sour relationships. So we just built a simple tool to allow people to um, do bookkeeping around these relationships, have reminders around these relationships, and have a trusted third party so they don't have to constantly talk about money. In the past, a lot of people would have to send that dreaded text once a month to your friend where you're like, hey, can you, can you send me that money you owe me? And I think that's bad for both the person sending the text and receiving it. So getting away from a lot of that you know, ickiness is really the goal here. And what are some tips that people can use to stay away from that ickiness so they don't have these pain points in their relationships? Yeah, some do's and don'ts for sure. Uh, the first one is, and we've seen this a lot with pigeon loans, we've seen some people that want to help so badly that they're actually doing a loan to someone when they, they don't even have their own financial house in order. We'd say, look, make sure that you first are taking care of your own finances. If you happen to be in a position where you're fortunate enough to where you could lend and help a hand, that's great. Do it, but if you're gonna do it, you should use a tool like Pigeon Loans or some other tool, a software tool, where you can track it automatically, do the payments automatically, and have some sort of legal framework around it for tax purposes. Most of these loans today are just kind of done ad hoc. People are tracking them on it, you know, literally on a piece of paper or their kitchen counter. And that just seems like, you know, a kind of a, a backwards way to do it in this day and age. And the final thing is you need to have the plan set ahead of time. What a lot of people do is they, they decide we'll figure out how long the loan will last later. And that's usually where it can get a little squirrely. So the good thing to do is be like, hey, let's do this. Let's help each other. It's a beautiful thing to help each other. It's a very American thing in many ways, but let's have a plan of action for, hey, is this gonna be a six month loan, 12 months, two years? We've even seen loans up to six years uh, recently on our platform. And what inspired you to launch Pigeon Loans? And do you have any examples of success stories that you've seen with some of your clientele and customers through it? Yeah, there was two two stories that inspired us to launch it. Uh, one was, you know, as a young person, I saw my family go through some financial hardships and around business and doing business loans with friends and family. It was always kind of an awkward, uh, a lot of friction there over the years. And then, and then as I got older and you know, lent with friends, I, I kind of realized, hey, this is kind of hard to keep track of, frankly. And I, when we went online to look for solutions, there there wasn't a lot of good ways to keep track of this. And yeah, we have seen some great stories. There's actually a um, a customer here um, locally who said, you know, they'd had done a lot of loans with family in the past. They'd always had that horrible Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner situation where maybe someone owed them money and they didn't really want to bring it up at a family meeting and the other person didn't want to bring it up. And it was just kind of this unsaid thing. And now what we've seen is with Pigeon Loans, they know there's a trusted third party in between. What that means is there's automated reminders coming from Pigeon Loans and not coming from your friend or family member having to do it automatically. Just keeping track of everything, it just makes a lot of sense and it it makes the likelihood that someone's gonna be paid back a lot better. And we've also seen is it helps the borrower not feel that shame because it is very shameful sometimes. And a lot of people are embarrassed to ask for help in life. And if you can do it in a more formal way, 
can make you feel like a lot more pride that, you, you know, you're actually, you know, you have your stuff together and you're going to be able to get this done right. And so for people who have not heard of Pigeon Loans and don't understand the service that you offer, can you just give us a little more insight to what you guys do? Yeah, we're a free service where people are able to come on a Pigeon Loans. You can create a, um, a legal agreement between two people in less than 10 minutes. It's a simple promissory note contract for the amount. You can set your interest rate, your payback period. Um, the bookkeeping is done automatically. The reminders are done automatically. And then we have a whole host of educational tools and other offers that people can tap into. Our whole goal is to really empower uh, friends and family to help one another in a way that reduces awkwardness and ultimately uh, protects friendships. Kaben, thank you so much for taking the time to chat thank with you. us and give us all this great information on a way that you have a safe and trusted third party to help you borrow money from those around you who you know and love. Thank you. Appreciate you. We're going to take a short break. When we come back from the break, we've got more of the show, so stay tuned. Good morning, Vale. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Let's take another look at that local weather forecast for today. We are expecting to see those temperatures progressively warm up. 27 degrees around 8 a.m., high of 40 degrees. 60% chance of snow showers is likely. We are expecting to see winds come out of the west-southwest at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Now, if you are going to get out there at all today, know that Vale by the hour is expecting on and off snow showers. So we are expecting that snow to come our way, but when that high takes place between that 12 o'clock and 4 o'clock hour, we may see that snow turn into some rain at the lower elevation. So just keep that in mind as you're getting out there. Now, as we take a look at that I-70 corridor, the temperatures down in Denver are definitely warmer. 56 degrees, they're going to see a little bit of cloud coverage, maybe some sunshine peeking out throughout the course of today. 40 degrees in Vail with a 60% chance of precipitation, continuing into Avon with that same exact weather forecast. 40 degrees, 60% chance of moisture, just slightly warmer, one degree warmer in Eagle, 41 degrees with a 60% chance of precipitation. Now, as we take a look at Vail overnight tonight, temperatures are cooling down. 20 degrees is our overnight low. There is an 80% chance of snowfall. Likely that sun is just going to set a little bit later. 718 is when we're going to see that go down. Winds coming out of the west overnight tonight from 5 to 10 miles an hour. Now, as we take a look ahead into the next five days, increased chances of precipitation tomorrow. 50% chance with some afternoon snow continuing into Wednesday with an 80% chance of snow showers decreasing by Thursday with a 30% chance of precipitation, partly cloudy skies. We might see that sun peak out just a little bit, but then by Friday, ramping back up to a 60% chance of precipitation, partly cloudy skies again on Saturday. So if you are getting out there this weekend, just be prepared for some new spring skiing snow because we are in that freeze-thaw cycle as we are seeing those temperatures warm up to the low 40s and then drop back down. So it is important that you stay nice and safe out there. We want to thank Sun and Ski Sports for bringing you this weather report this morning if you're looking for a great place to go shopping they've got everything you need ski and snowboard and outdoors related now we're going to take a look at what goggle lens is best for a day like today lens of the day is brought to you by eyepieces of veil and goggle bar serving the veil valley for over 30 years 
If you're getting out there today, it's really important that you keep your face protected and your eyes protected. And so I've got the Anon M2 series in front of me right now. And the reason that I chose this series for a day like today is because they have the perceived lenses in them. So a great goggle lens, and especially when it is nice and cloudy out, you're going to want to put that lighter goggle lens in. So allowing more light through the lens to help you see out there, and especially in those flatter light conditions. All you have to do to put this goggle lens in is get it close, and it snaps right in all on its own so you can pull it right back out get it close and it snaps in making it nice and convenient for you but now as we're gonna see that slight wind chill throughout the course of today that precipitation you want to keep your face nice and protected from that wind burn and maybe just from getting nice and raw out there so the best way to do so is to have a great face mask and with the Anon series comes the MFI a magnetic face mask integration so all you have to do is get that close it snaps right in the vents are still on the outside of your face mask meaning meaning that your goggles won't get all fogged up when you're out there skiing or riding. So this is a great system on those days where we're expecting quite a bit of precipitation. But then, of course, when that sun comes out, you can remove your face mask. You can easily switch that lens to that sunny day lens, making it nice and convenient for you to enjoy all conditions with one goggle. So make sure that you go over to any one of the six convenient eyepiece locations throughout our community and you get your hands on a pair of the Anon series. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to introduce you to Claire Noble from Eagle County. So stay tuned. Good morning, Vale. We're so proud of everything that Eagle County does here, and we're always so excited to celebrate 140 years, and especially because that just took place in February. And we've got Claire Noble joining me on the couch to talk about some great things that are happening on our roadways. Good morning, Claire. Good morning. So I have a question for you. Yes. We were just talking about you've got a trip coming to, uh, coming up yes. to Vegas. I don't know if you get to the front range very often, but when you're in places other than here, other than our valley, yes. like driving in a metro area, for instance, what are some of the things you notice? And by the way, there is a right answer. Oh, well, I have just extreme anxiety, so I try not to be the one driving because I'm so, like, I always get so panicked on the different directions of the roadways. Like, when you're driving in downtown Denver and there's a one-lane road, it, it gives me anxiety. So I'm glad mental telepathy works because it's traffic that I wanted to talk about. Because we don't typically experience like bad traffic right. here. I mean, we last Wednesday was a really problematic day. <laughs> yes. um, we had the road closure in Dow Junction because of the rock fall. And then we had another road closure later in the afternoon because of a hazmat spill. And it really brought the whole valley a bit to a standstill because we has, essentially have two thoroughfares through our valley. We have the Interstate 70 and we have Highway 6. Yes. So for the most part, traffic up here is a breeze, right? But we do have some issues. And so last week I was on and we were talking about what we're planning to do on Highway 6, just west of Edwards at the intersection of Highway 6 and Hillcrest Drive. Yes. So this is just before you get to Vail Christian on the north side of the road and St. Clair's on the south side of the road. Um, it's where the water treatment plant is. And so last week we did some, some utility work in that area, moving the utilities in anticipation of a roundabout going in there. And so the roundabout work is probably going to start later this year or early next year. Now, there's some issues there because it's a county project. CDOT is also involved because it's a, a state road. Right. But this is going to cost about $3 million 
and it's going to take about six months to complete. Which these roundabouts, as they're going in, it's always kind <coughs> of a little trial Sorry. and tribulation. But then once they're in, it makes it so much more convenient. And the perfect example that I always think about is the one that's right outside the hospital in Vail. Oh, yeah. Because that intersection for so long was such a nightmare, and now you just seamlessly go right through it. And so this is going to make that exact same difference, but in Edwards. Exactly. So since we're on the topic of roads, I want to talk about Cottonwood Pass. This is not a year-round road. No. <laughs> and it is kind of the back way to the Roaring Fork Valley. But it's a dirt road. Right. And in many places, it's only one lane. So it's not really a viable alternative to Interstate 70. However, because we've had so many issues, especially with Glenwood Canyon, yes. a lot of people try to use it as an alternative to Interstate 70. And if you have an SUV, you're probably okay. I have a faux SUV, so it kind of looks like one, but it doesn't like dirt roads, so I would <laughs> never take my car on this road. But what we have is we have mapping apps mm -hmm. that if you're somebody just traversing Colorado and you don't know these back roads, it might show you that that's the alternative route. Right. And so that's the problem we've been having is that people treat it as an alternative route. And again, if you have an SUV, you're probably going to be fine on this road. But if you're driving a semi, you're not going to be fine on this road. No. And you can see in this picture, this is a scary situation. Look at the drop that's on the side of that road. Look at how that semi is totally jackknifed right there, holding up traffic completely. And there are a lot of cars up there that maybe can handle the dirt road pretty well, but some of them are pretty low clearance as well. And that makes it really scary when you're on these dirt roads. Right. So this road is only open during the summer months. But... What we have been working on, and I say we as Eagle County, but also Garfield County and CDOT, is improvements to that road. Now, it's probably never going to be a paved road. No. Um, we don't really have the money. It would be extremely expensive. I've heard that it's not the right soil. Um, and it's not, you know, it's a, it's a rural road. So it's used to a few cars here and there, not thousands of cars. And that's what happened to it when... Um, Glenwood Canyon was closed and people used it as an alternative route. So what we've been doing, we've been working with Garfield and CDOT for the last several months having public meetings and getting public input on safety improvements at 14 locations along Cottonwood Pass, six in Eagle County and eight in Garfield County. So we have another one of those open houses coming up this week on Thursday in Gypsum from five until seven at the Gypsum Town Hall. So you'll be able to see the different places along the road that we're planning on doing some safety improvements to that road and be able to provide input. Which I think is so important, and especially for those people who are maybe more concerned with what's going to happen on the nature side of Cottonwood Pass and maybe the wildlife side. This is a great way for you to go and have your voice heard because anytime Eagle County does something like this where it gives the opportunity for the public to speak, you guys really do such a good job of listening. And I think it's really cool that our community has that resource because something else that we just recently talked about is the transparency with our clerks and recorders. And so you guys really hear our community and then you make it happen. I appreciate you bringing that up because this is a great way. If you have any concerns about the transparency and the accuracy of our election system, the clerk and recorder does have a tool now that you can go sign up 
and you can go and actually look at all of the ballots that were cast in the 2022 general election. Which, I mean, there is no hiding anything here in our community, and that is so important because we are such a strong community, and I was just having this conversation that we really come together, we really rally, and we really make sure that the people who live here, not the people who play here, but the people who are involved and invested and part of this community, you get your voice heard, and it is important because we need that here. Well, another thing that sort of goes along with this that we're really excited about is our website just got a huge overhaul. So your ability to find things in the county, um, learn what the county can do for you, how you can avail yourself of different county services will get a lot easier beginning at 8.30 this morning when this new website goes live. We are so excited for you guys and your new Thanks. website. We love when things get a more convenient for people to surf around on. And then of course, yeah, you guys do so many wonderful things from our roads to the activities, the events, and the 140 years where you can go see this incredible picture gallery taking you back the 140 years to what it used to be here in Eagle County, to what it is now, and then of course, the animal shelter. Yes, <laughs> I know. I have to compete on this show with the animal shelter. Um, Rhiannon Rowe does such a great job. Yes. But you mentioned the 140th. Right now, that exhibit is at the Eagle Public Library. On, in April, it moves to the Vail Public Library. And on April 8th, we will be hosting a program with the Vail Public Library with a guest speaker discussing Ute history and Ute culture. So this will be also on our website, eaglecounty.us. So if you're looking for information about our 140th, it's there. The other thing you can find there are open positions. We love for people to come work for Eagle County. We offer very competitive wages, excellent benefits, and right now many of these positions come with signing bonuses, and they're all kinds of things. And one I'd like to highlight right now is open space. Open space has several positions open right now. So if you're kind of the person that doesn't really want to sit by a, behind a desk, but you want to be out in nature, open space has several positions open right now. Which we just pulled your website up and can you give us some more information about open space because I know that I have a lot of friends that would love to be outside and exploring our community as their career. Well we actually, this is a kind of a, a newly changed department, it's open space and natural resources. And so we created a, a funding mechanism to acquire open space and we've been doing this now for many years, acquiring open space for instance for access to the river or one of the most popular ones is the Miller Ranch open space. And you can go there any day and find tons of people out walking, walking their dogs. It's a beautiful space right along the Eagle River. You guys do so many wonderful things and you maintain so many things for us and bring so many rich pieces of history to life, which I think is the most fascinating part because I've lived in a lot of places and I've always made my way back to Eagle County after I've left, only because you do feel like it is a home. Like it's that thing that makes a house a home. Our community makes Eagle County the home. Thank you for saying that. I wanted to mention something else that's not exactly us, but we're definitely promoting it. And that's the Forest Service is going to be having a basic wildland fire course in June, June 5th through the 9th. It'll be in gypsum. 
And I mention this because it's right after graduation. So if you know a graduating senior who's at all interested in a career in firefighting, this would be a great introduction for them to learn about basic firefighting and see if this is kind of what they really want to do. Which I think is so cool that we have so many opportunities like this for our seniors, for the kids who are maybe starting to learn more about what they want to do and where they want to be in life. Because not only that, but we have some great internship programs. And I know that you guys do a lot of really great programs with our first responders to get those kids more involved. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this, the, especially through the Vail Valley Partnership and their um, apprenticeship program, in conjunction with a lot of local businesses and the school district, there are so many opportunities for youth in our valley, so many great nonprofits as well. And we as a county love partnering with them whenever we can. And I think, you know, we've talked about this, how collaborative our valley is and how wonderful that is. Later today, I'm actually going to be part of a meeting, and this is to plan the homecoming for Michaela Schifrin that's going to take place on April 2nd, 4 o'clock at Solaris in Vail. And I really hope everybody who can comes out to greet Michaela and really congratulate her on her historic wins. That's why we're going to keep bringing you back so you can continue to give us great information like this. And it's actually funny that you mentioned the Vail Valley Partnership. They're coming on the show in just a little bit. Well, they're such a great organization. And so are you guys. Claire, thank you so much for everything that you do for our community. And thank you for always coming, sitting on the couch with me, and bringing us all of this great information. Thanks so much for giving me this platform. We love having you here. You come back anytime. Thank you. <laughs> Make sure that you check out the Eagle County's website here at 830. They're launching their brand new one and it's going to be so much more convenient. There's also so many great resources on there and tools and especially if you would like to learn more about what's taking place on our roads, more about the clerks and recorders, more about the positions that they have available. It's going to be all right there at your fingertips. We're going to take a short break and when we come back we've got more Good Morning Vale, so stay tuned. Welcome to our number two of Good Morning Vale. I'm your in-studio host today, Maddie Evans, and we've got another great hour left in store for you. And we love getting to be here for two hours. Today marks the official first week of us being at a two-hour program, which we really love to do only because there are so many wonderful things that take place here in our community. We just finished talking to Claire Noble, who gave us so much great information about all of these wonderful things that are continuously happening for you to get more information on. So whether you're looking for a new career or whether you're looking to see what's taking place on our roads, this is something that you can all find on the Eagle County website, which is going to launch here in about 30 minutes, which is super exciting. Now, we do want to talk about some of the great things that you can get out there and enjoy tonight because the Vlar Performing Arts Center has one of their magnificent shows happening. This is taking place in their classical series. So if you're someone who loves classical music, well, then you're going to want to make your way up to the Vlar tonight and see their wonderful performance. Now, 
you can go to VilarPAC.org to buy your tickets, see the entire lineup of activities that are still coming through the Villar because there are so many great shows still taking place up there. And it's the 25 year anniversary, so make sure that you check it out. Now, some other wonderful things that we do want to mention really quickly over at the Ford Amphitheater in Vail, you can start buying your tickets for their summer lineup. They're bringing some great big name bands in, so we've got the Head and the Heart coming, which is one of my favorites, and some other really fun ones. And especially as we get closer to the end of the ski season, the weekend of April 7th, there's going to be a ton of fun things happening over there. Now, also coming up, the week of April 7th, on April 7th, over in Frisco, there's going to be an incredible concert with two bands that we absolutely love. So local sensation, the Runaway Grooms is going to be opening up for East Coast sensation, Dogs in a Pile. And we love both bands so much. We love to have them here on the show and really just bringing us all sorts of entertainment. So make sure that you continue to stay tuned for Good Morning Vale because we're going to start giving away tickets to this incredible show here at some point. But we'll start teasing that on social media as we get just a little bit closer. Now for the next little bit of Good Morning Vale, of course, we're going to be bringing you a look at that local weather forecast. We're going to talk about those roads just a little bit more and how you can maybe avoid being on those roads yourself by taking some of our fabulous public transportation. Then we've got the Vale Valley Partnership and Chris Romer coming in to give us some great information about some of the wonderful things that take place in our community, how you can get more involved with the Vale Valley Partnership and how it could help your business really thrive here in our community. But first, let's take a look at that local weather forecast and that resort report to tell you exactly what's happening up on those mountains today. If you are getting out there for any reason, maybe getting on those roads, maybe being outside at all, well, just be prepared. We are expecting an increased chance of precipitation, 60% chance of snowfall. 40 degrees is the high throughout the course of today. Right now, temperature is reaching up to about 27 degrees, and those snow showers are likely throughout the course of today. We are expecting to see winds come out of the west-southwest at 5 to 10 miles an hour. As we take a look at Vail by the Hour, you can see that cloud coverage and that snowfall is going to be on and off throughout the course of today. Now, at that lower elevation, when those temperatures start to warm up, we could see a chance of some possible rain. So if you are getting out there to do anything, just make sure that you've got your waterproof layers on because we are now into those spring conditions. As we take a look at that I-70 corridor, the temperatures down in Denver definitely warmer, 56 degrees. Cloud coverage down there, they might see that sunshine peak out just a little bit. 40 degrees with a 60% chance of precipitation in Vail, continuing to Avon with that exact same weather forecast. 40 degrees, 60% chance of moisture. One degree higher out to the west of us in Eagle, 41 degrees, 60% chance of snowfall. So here in Eagle County, we are expecting to see that low pressure system sit above us with quite a bit of precipitation. Now, as we take a look at Vail overnight tonight, temperatures are cooling down. 20 degrees is our overnight low. 80% chance of snowfall is likely that sun going down just a little bit later today. 7-18 is when we're going to see that set. We've made our way into the spring equinox as of today, so we're going to continue to see that sunset later and later. Now, we are expecting winds to shift directions just slightly coming out of the west at 5 to 10 miles an hour. As we take a look ahead into the next five days tomorrow, 50% chance of afternoon snow is likely high of 39 degrees. By Wednesday, snow showers are likely throughout the course of the entire day. 80% chance of snowfall, 41 degrees is our high, so that is going to be more of a wintry mix and especially when we see those warmer temperatures take place. Partly cloudy skies by 30, 30, 
by Thursday. 36 degrees is our high, 30% chance of precipitation. Now on Friday, we're going to see that ramp back up to a 60% chance of moisture. Snow showers are likely. Temperatures are cooling down by the weekend. 33 degrees on Friday, 32 degrees on Saturday. Partly cloudy skies. We might see that sunshine peak out just a little bit. Now let's take a look and see what's happening up on our resorts. This resort report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. Let's take a look at what's happening up on Beaver Creek Mountain. If you are getting out there to ski or ride or maybe just explore, well, there's no new snow in the last 24 to 48 hours, but that season total is sitting at 278 inches right now with a 50-inch base depth. Now, if you are getting out there to explore on Beaver Creek Mountain, you can start your morning at 8.30 a.m. and you can ski or ride until 4 p.m. Now, as we take a look at what train is open up on Beaver Creek Mountain, 25 lifts are open, 163 trails are open, and 98% of the train up on Beaver Creek Mountain is currently open for you to get out there and ski and ride. Now, as we take a look at what's going on on Vail Mountain, no new snow in the last 24 to 48 hours. That season total is at 297 inches. I'm really hoping that we make it to 300 inches by tomorrow with a 74-inch base depth. Now, if you're getting out there to ski or ride up on Vail Mountain, you can start your morning at 8.30 a.m. and you can ski or ride until 4 p.m. As we take a look to see what train is open, 33 lifts are open, 275 trails are open, and 100% of the train is open for you to explore on Beaver Creek or on Vail Mountain, excuse me. Now, if you're making your way out to Vail or Beaver Creek, there's some great terrain options for either place. Last year, Beaver Creek opened the fabulous McCoy Park. It has Pamela panoramic 360 degree views of some beautiful mountains and some beautiful landscapes so make sure that you make your way over there just to check it out and enjoy all of the scenery but then up on Vail Mountain they just opened that new chairlift that you can take from Lion's Head and you can make your way to the legendary back bowls nice and convenient and that's chair 17 so if you've not yet been on it make sure that you go check that out we want to thank Sun and Ski Sports for bringing you this resort report this morning if you're looking for a great place to go shopping for any of your outdoor needs they're located right here in the heart of Avon on, and they've got you completely covered. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we've got more Good Morning Vail, so stay tuned. Good Morning Vail! Are you an avid coffee drinker, and do you love coffee? I know that here at TV8, we really love our coffee, and we spend a lot of time in the morning making sure that we've got the perfect ratio. Well, sometimes you're in a hurry, and the best way to do so is with a product that you can make an individual cup of coffee, and that's called steeped coffee. Now, we had a chance to catch up with them, talk about the product, and talk about how this initiative is great for things like camping or to be better to the environment. So let's introduce you to steeped coffee. Do you love coffee? Well, now there's an easier way to have access that's more friendly to the environment, and that's steep, steep coffee. And we've got Ron Scadina joining us. Ron, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Quite an honor. We love coffee here, as you can imagine. We're up quite early, and this is a great way to get coffee on the go, but also to enjoy it if you're someone who loves the outdoors. The coffee is fantastic uh, in the outdoors. It's great um, on the run. All you need to do is add a little bit of uh, hot water or cold water, actually, and you can make coffee within two to three minutes. 
which is something that makes it nice and convenient for everyone to get their hands on some delicious coffee. And so steep coffee is a new way for people to enjoy it. So for people who have not heard of steep, can you explain what it is to us? Simply coffee in a tea bag. We, we've created a proprietary process to actually grind the coffee at a certain micron, put the coffee in a special sachet that allows the water to agitate the coffee, and then we nitrogen seal the coffee in a bag so we have a 12-month shelf life, and it's fully compostable. So you can take it anywhere you want to go, and we're using the SCA specifications to... 14.2 uh, grams of coffee to eight ounces of water. Which makes it super convenient, and especially for those people who are outdoor enthusiasts. So whether you're skiing, biking, hiking, backpacking, camping, this is the perfect way to have this in your car ready to go. That way you can have coffee whenever you want it. Have you, have you had a chance to try it? I have not had a chance to try it yet, and I'm a coffee Fiend, if I told you how many cups of coffee I've had alone today, you would be amazed. Well, if you, you know, it's interesting. If you go to our website, you'll see that we pop down a little, um, pop down on where to get the coffee, and it's at 5,000 points of distribution across the country right now, including uh, Whole Foods nationally and uh, 576 Walmart stores as well. So it's easy for people to get their hands on steep coffee. And something that's special about what you guys do is you're also blending in these mushrooms that help support immune systems, which this is kind of a phase or like a fad right now that's taking over having this mushroom support. So interesting you bring that up. We, we actually package right now for 450 roasters across America that pay us to package for them using our technology. One of our partners and our first partner in the functional space created a product with mushrooms that they infuse into the coffee. We package it for them, so we're their packaging partner. They're using our proprietary method to secure the coffee, keep it fresh, but they've created this uh, proprietary process on the mushroom side of the infusion. They're in Colorado, and the name of that company is Peak Steak. Peak State, S-T-A-T-E, and they're one of our partners. And uh, as you know, that we've been nominated for an award for innovation, not only with our packaging, but with the, the mushroom coffee as well. Which is something that's so incredible. And the fact that you guys are so sustainable for our environment really shows that you love that outdoor lifestyle, which also speaks volumes to your product, since this is one that you can always use when you're enjoying the outdoors. And the nice thing was when you get done using it, you won't leave an imprint right on the, it, it'll break down since it's fully compostable. And there's nothing else like it in the world. So what was the inspiration behind Steep? Our CEO was, he used to take a suitcase full of uh, equipment, a scale, a pour over uh, kettle, um, coffee, and his grinder. And he would spend all this time packing everything to go to his in-laws. And he said, he thought, there's got to be a simpler way. So he started innovating and creating this about seven years ago so that when he travels now, all he needs is a steep sachet, coffee in a tea bag. And the nice thing is it also makes cold brew overnight within 24 hours. So you just add cold water. It makes cold brew. It's stronger in 48 hours, 72 hours. But uh, that was the innovation. A, a man named uh, Josh Wilbur created it. 
which I mean, I've mentioned it now. I love coffee and I love caffeine and you're not going to miss any of the caffeine with regular coffee by enjoying a bag of steep, correct? Correct. So what we did is we, we looked at French press and we looked at pour over and we combined these two in creating this sachet. So when you dip and dunk it, it extracts and agitates the coffee so that it yields the caffeine that's in normal French press or a pour over. So we call this method the French press without the mess. And you and I all know that we've made French press and left it on the counter too long because our partners then had to remind us it should be in the garden. The grind should be in the garden, not on the counter. Right. My mom is a big coffee drinker as well, and she has an espresso machine at home. And yeah, she goes through the coffee grounds or the espresso bean grounds so frequently that that's something that she definitely uses in her garden. Now, as people are looking into getting it, you guys do carry a lot of different types of coffee. And so which one is your favorite? I love uh, a coffee that we had roasted by uh, one of our partners in Oakland from Mr. Espresso. And we created a coffee that's French roasted, but it's also roasted over oak wood. So um, the nice thing is the way it roasts then, it takes longer to roast the coffee, but it brings out this in, these incredible flavors that you don't get unless you use oak wood. So I like the breakwater coffee. That's my uh, favorite. And this coffee also won the award at the Nexties at the Expo uh, 2021 as best new coffee and coffee and tea category. So the breakwater is my favorite, but I also like the Eventide when I don't want the caffeine in the afternoon. It's a single origin Ethiopian Swiss water process. So you get also this incredible coffee without any chemicals or decaf. I feel like coffee is such a simple luxury, but it is a luxury product for so many. And this is just such a great way for people to enjoy it, have a smaller carbon footprint while doing so. And then, of course, probiotics, immune system boosting and all of these great aspects to just make that simple pleasure even better. After listening to you, I, I would definitely ask you to join our team <laughs> as, as an evangelist because you obviously understand it well. And I appreciate your, the time and energy you spent to learn about what we do and how we do it and just being able to share it with the world. Ron, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. And thank you for taking that carbon footprint that coffee has been leaving behind and getting rid of it. That way you can be sustainable, caffeinated and also, if you need probiotics or your immune system boosted, you're ready to go. Good morning, We're so fortunate when we get so many great people to come on Good Morning Vale first thing in the morning. And I love when the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Romer from the Vale Valley Partnership comes because he has so much wonderful information about what's happening not only with our businesses, but with our communities, the schools, the housing, and all of it. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. I love when you come in. The Vale Valley Partnership does so much here for our community, and you really help businesses thrive here and keep them alive, and especially during hard times like COVID. But also, you stay so informed with so many different elements and aspects of what's happening that you're really a great resource for our community just overall. Well, thank you. I don't know that there was actually a question there, but I'll build off of some of what you said. We try to be really have our fingers on the pulse of what the needs are of our business community and in every industry sector. And it, being able to listen and then being able to take action on their needs 
to communicate with our elected officials at the state legislature, to communicate with our federal elected officials, so they understand our, our mountain community and the challenges we face. Um, it is a, it's a hard time to be in business, and right. this is a wonderful community. It's a great place to be, but there are very real challenges around workforce, around employee retention. It's certainly driven by housing and the, the lack of, of supply for available and attainable housing for, for people to grow careers here and grow families here and stay here. Um, so it's a wonderful place. It has some real challenges, and, and we're happy to be that voice of business to ensure that our business owners have, have their concerns heard and we're able to build meaningful programs to help them move forward. Which I think is so important and it's so cool to watch as you guys bring so much information. There were so many things at the beginning of this year that you taught not only myself, but I know so many businesses appreciated you reminding them about the taxes that were coming and the different policy changes that were coming this year at a state level so they had to participate. Yeah, there's a lot of things and, and uh, everyone should and hopefully is aware now of the Regional Transit Authority tax collection and the Family Leave Act and some of these things that um, your, your bookkeeper or CPA um, or others, but we really try to communicate all of that and, and be proactive as well with our elected officials to make sure that they, they don't go rogue and have unintended consequences to our businesses. Which is so important, and that's just one of the great ways that you guys keep people informed. But then we've been talking off camera because there's this great project here, and you're such a good voice for our valley, whether it's the Yes to Transit or whether it's something like Timber Ridge, where people need to get involved so that we can make these differences to our community to make our community more accessible to the young 20-something-year-olds who want to come here and they fall in love and then they want to build a life here. Yeah, and the Timber Ridge... Project in Vail is a redevelopment opportunity, right? They they redid Lions Ridge a few years ago, and now they're looking at Timber Ridge um, Phase Two. And and huge credit to the Vail Town Council and to the housing staff at the Town of Vail. They this is an innovative project, um, an innovative redevelopment infill density on a transit route. It, it is it is the the perfect storm of good things related to addressing our housing challenges. And the town, again, it gets immense credit for being proactive and working with the private sector. There's opportunities for businesses to buy in. There's opportunities for master leasing. And there's opportunities for individuals to buy into a deed-restricted housing development. Um, and, it, and it's complicated. These things are never easy. Right. With the CDOT parcels and, and making the project even bigger and better and, and having more attainable homes for our community. So... Gosh, this one, this one checks all the boxes. It's, it's not sprawl. It's infill development. It's um, on transit routes. It gives rental opportunities. It gives ownership opportunities. It has studio units. It has larger units and townhomes. It, it's one that, that I'm really excited about. Um, and I know there's some folks in the community that, that don't want to see new development. And there's folks in the community who don't like whatever it is that they don't like. Right. Um, they're always going to find some reason. But the town has been really steadfast and the town council has been really good about, about staying strong and, and helping propose this project and engage the private sector. So this one's a win. It's a really good project. I encourage people to read up on it in the Vail Daily at the town website and learn more about it and, and make sure you express your support because when, when good things happen, our, our, our towns and our county and others need to hear 
that they are appreciated and that they're making good strides. So it, it's a really good one. I'm really excited about it. I mean, this would be a huge win for our community just because that has been such an issue that we've been having is the housing. And to be a young professional here in our community, and I grew up here, and to know that our housing market is so tight, like it is so minimal, it is so tight, and it is almost impossible to navigate unless you know the right people in the right places to help you be able to find that house that you're going to be able to afford to live in. Yeah, and I, I, it's my understanding they're taking deposits for those units now so you can get in and you can have a put a deposit down and be on the list and be considered for one of those units. And I don't know exactly how the process works, but would encourage everyone to look it up and, and see. I think it's pretty minimal commitment um, to be able to do that and, and research the project and see if it's a fit for you. So it, it's a good one. And these deed-restricted housing, it's like such a great opportunity for the younger demographic to get their foot in the door, to being a first-time homeowner, and we have so many great programs for that. Now, we're talking about this younger demographic, and we were talking off-camera, too, about your apprenticeship program yeah. and how you guys give kids an opportunity here to really find their passion, fall in love, and get to stay in our wonderful area. Yeah, the CareerWise Youth Apprenticeship Program has been around for a few years now. It continues to gain momentum. We continue to work closely with our partners at Eagle County Schools and the Youth Foundation and Colorado Mountain College and, and other partners to give opportunities to our high school students to learn a skill, to support our businesses through workforce development, and to support the kids uh, by learning their, their trades and learning their skills and being able to work and earn money and earn college credit at the same time. Um, this one's a win-win-win, because it's, it's a win for the kids, it's a win for the businesses through the, the workforce opportunity, and it's a win for the community because it, it allows us to retain folks who grew up here and retain kids in professional career pathways um, while they're in school. So this work-based work learning opportunity through CareerWise, um, and, and huge kudos again, to the school district and youth power and our partners in this, because everyone saw the opportunity when we started this, and everyone's aligned and everyone's working to support the entire infrastructure and the entire system to give this work-based learning opportunity and give kids this pathway forward in professional career paths. It's really an exciting program and continues to gain momentum every year, so we're really excited about that as well, and we have career fairs and work weeks and all kinds of things coming later this month. So keep an eye for all of those. And if you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us at, at valevalleypartnership.com. See, I was lucky enough to grow up here for a good chunk of my life, and I wish that this would have been something that were developed when I was in school because what an amazing opportunity for kids to really find themselves in a better way and in a professional and career-driven way because that was something that I was always super into when I was in high school. And, of course, Work Week. Let's talk more about it. Yeah, Work Week is, is coming up later this month, and it's a little bit of a play. Everyone's familiar with Shark Week and how popular Shark Week is with the Discovery Channel and the, the, the things that they do. Um, so it's not Shark Week, but it's even more exciting because it's right here at home and it's Work Week. And again, exposing kids to these opportunities and these career pathways and giving our businesses the opportunity to grow their talent pipeline and be able to hire summer jobs, be able to hire um, kids and put them, put them in the workforce and address our workforce challenges with people who already live here, who have housing here, who understand the seasonality here and who are ready to roll up their sleeves and get to work. So it, it, again, you can find information on our website. You can reach out to our team. 
at the partnership. We're happy to explain more to you and, and go through. But there are lots of opportunities for businesses, and there's lots of opportunity for our, our student learners. Which I think is such a wonderful opportunity. Now, you guys come up with these wonderful opportunities across the board. You do not even have to be a student here or a business owner. You have something coming up called Women in Business. Yeah. And this is a great program for young women developing in business, women who maybe are stuck or plateauing in their careers to get more information. And so let's talk about how people can get involved in something like this. Yeah, so we have our industry groups, one of which is um, the, the Women in Business. And it's an opportunity for for women to grow their network and grow their connections. And it's a professionally facilitated session. It lasts for, I think, eight months. It's an eight-month program where the group will get together, professionally facilitated, helping people grow their careers, helping them have a network to share their challenges and share their successes and, and grow their network so they have a, a professionally facilitated core group of people going through the program together to understand the, 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 the challenges and help work through things together and help grow their network. We're, it's something we're really excited about for the women in business. We also have a C-seat group for executives, um, very similar model, professionally facilitated, giving people the opportunity to learn from each other and learn from others. And it's something that we heard again and again from our members that we want more opportunity to build connections. We want more opportunity for professional development so we developed these industry groups to address that exact um, concern. And we're, we're really excited about those. Those start later this month. So it's, it's really at the, the last opportunity to sign up. We, we have the ability to take a few more people, and we'd be happy to do so. I was so excited about the women in business, but it's perfectly timed, right? As Good Morning Vale is happening, mm -hmm. and I'm here every day. We'll have to look at doing it in the afternoons next year, Maddie. Next year, I'll be there. I'll be like the number one supporter, like totally fangirling at there all you of go. the incredible women that we have here and all of the C-suite executives. And we're so lucky because we do have so many wonderful nonprofits and so many of them work with you. So we always get the opportunity anytime there's an event that you guys put on that the TV8 team gets to show up for. We just get to meet the coolest people and spend some time with the wonderful people of the Vail Valley Partnership. Yeah, our staff is, is pretty incredible and our, our staff represents the business community, which is pretty incredible. And right. this community is filled with amazing people doing amazing work who have huge hearts and care so much about each other and care so much about this community. It, it's just a pleasure to be able to be the convener to bring them all together. Chris, thank you so much for coming in, giving us all this great information and spending some time with me. Yeah, thank you, Maddie. Appreciate the opportunity. We love having you here. Make sure that if you are a new business, you check out the Vail Valley Partnership, or if you have any questions about any of the wonderful things taking place in our community, the Timber Ridge Project, or just some of the new things that are happening from the legislator making their way down through the state to us for our businesses, that you can reach out to them and they'll give you all of the answers. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we've got more Good Morning Vail, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Now, before the second hour of Good Morning Vale, we were talking with Claire Noble from Eagle County, and we were talking about some things that are taking place on the roads. There is going to be some construction to a new roundabout over in Edwards on Hillcrest Road and Highway 6, where they collide. So be prepared for that as traffic will start to slow down as they start that construction. Give yourself that extra travel time. But we are going into this big storm front moving in above us right now, which is going to delay things on the roads. So if you are 
are getting out there to maybe hit those roads at all. It's really important that you use some of the incredible tools and resources that we have here. You can always check out CDOT's website. That way you can see the, these incredible images of what's taking place on the roads. But you can check out the great things that we have up on the screen. These are solid resources for you to use. You can go to c.gov or cotrip.org. That way you can see exactly what's happening on the roads. You can use their cameras to catch up with it. And then you can always sign up for EC Alerts at ecalerts.org. That way you can get texts or emails right to your phone. That way you know exactly what's taking place up on these roadways to keep you nice and safe. Now, right right in this current time frame because we are in these spring conditions with this freeze-thaw cycle that's happening. It is important that you've got a couple things in your car. Always a pair of sunglasses because those UV rays are starting to become stronger, especially at dusk as that sun is starting to set now that it is later. And then of course with that freeze-thaw cycle, the thaw part is going to get our roads nice and wet from all of that precipitation, all of that snow that we have. But then that freeze part is going to make that road slippery first thing in the morning or as we approach the evening and those temperatures start to cool down. Now some great other things that you need to have. Good windshield wipers. So if you've yet to replace yours this winter, well then maybe it's time for you to do so. Also making sure that you have that windshield washer fluid in since those roads are going to continuously be wet out there and that kickback from other cars on the roads. It's important that you can see so that way you can drive because you want to keep everyone, including your safe or yourself nice and safe out there on those roads. Now, a great way to avoid being on the roads is our fabulous transportation that we have throughout our community. And so we're going to take a look at the town of Avon buses because they can get you all over our community with the TV8 Visitors Bureau. We're really excited to introduce you to TV8's newest on-air segment. It's called the TV8 Visitors Bureau, and what that does is it helps you navigate getting around town from point A to point B, or find the restaurant you want to go to, or maybe even give you tips on where you should go for what kind of meal you're looking for. And right now we're here at the Avon Transit Center, where we're going to be giving you information on which bus you should catch, depending on where you want to go, because there's a red line, a blue line, a skier and restaurant shuttle, and so there's a lot of information information here. If you're staying down in Avon, the Avon Skier Shuttle will pick you up at so many great locations and get you up to Beaver Creek Mountain for you to enjoy skiing and riding up there. And the bus comes every 15 minutes to each stop, so therefore you can get to the mountain very quickly and efficiently. You can go to avon.org for more information in the entire bus schedule. Now the EcoBus is an inter-county bus that can take you from Eagle to Vale and anywhere in between. Whether you're looking to go to Mintern or Eagle Vale, this is the bus that's going to get you from point A to point B. And for more information on that, you'll go to eaglecounty.us to see exactly the bus schedule that's taking place there. That's going to do it for this edition of the TV8 Visitors Bureau. I hope it helps you get from point A to point B and it helps you navigate the bus system here in Avon just a little bit. We'll be back with more after this.
It's really important that you talk to your kids and give them great information on how they can cope with so many things. Well, a great way to do that is through the knowledge of books. And Frida the Frog is just who you're looking for to help your kids understand some of the things that take place in life. We had a chance to catch up with the author, and so let's introduce you to her and Frida the Frog. January is a very special time of the year, only because there's so many things happening with the new year. It's also known as Divorce Month. Now, if you're someone who is getting a divorce and you've got those kiddos at home, it's sometimes hard to explain. Well, there's a book to help you, and that's Frida the Frog Gets Divorced. And we've got Nadine Haruni joining us. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us about all of your fabulous books. Oh, my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Now, we had mentioned earlier that uh, January is known as Divorce Month, and why is that? I think after the holidays, it's sort of a time that people regroup or drive each other crazy and <laughs> in some cases, and it's people make New Year's resolutions and maybe they've been unhappy during the course of the year, and the beginning of the year is when everybody starts diets, and I guess they start divorce which, I mean, makes sense, but it is hard on those kiddos at home, and especially if they're at that younger age where they don't quite understand what's happening. And so Frida the Frog Gets a Divorce is here to save the day and help those kids through that. Now, what was the inspiration behind writing Frida the Frog Gets a Divorce? So the inspiration is actually my mom. Her name is Frida. I, I tease her. She spells it wrong. <laughs> she spells her name F-R-I-E-D-A. My Frida is F-R-E-E-D-A because the hidden meaning in the name is I want kids to feel free and families to feel free to have these important conversations. When my mom got divorced and I, I was taking a class called Writing and Illustrating Children's Books at a college in the city, I made her the subject of my divorce because I was, I mean, kids of all ages go through parents divorcing. I was in my 20s when my parents divorced. And I wrote the draft of the book and I never tried to get it published because I really didn't know how to do that. This was about 30 years ago. And now fast forward to me being back in, I think 2015, no, it was 2009, 2008, my kids were little, I was getting divorced and I didn't really know how to explain the subject matter to my own kids in a way that wouldn't scare the heck out of them. And very matter-of-factly, and there were kids' books. There are other kids' books out there. Just for me, nothing really resonated or felt very matter-of-fact. And even though it's a heavy, heavy subject, they were kind of doom and gloom colors. Nothing really kind of felt like how a kid would want to understand. So that kind of motivated me to get my story out there. And hence, Frida the Frog Gets a Divorce came to be once I got a publisher. Which I think this is so important, and much like yourself, um, I'm a child of divorce, but my parents were, I was much younger, and so my parents had to sit us all down. I'm one of many children and explain this all to us. And so I think that books like this really help those kids understand and learn and be more kindly educated through the process of the divorce because sometimes it's always not just so black or white and I think that this does such a great job of explaining what's going to happen and kind of the trials and tribulations as they make those steps forward. Now you have an entire series of children's books that you have written to kind of help deal with the hardship. Right, yes. So I, I agree with everything you just said and I think kids need things explained to them. The story is is meant to be a tool, let's say, in your toolbox, so to speak, for parents, for teachers, for anybody to introduce these somewhat heavy subjects and open up a conversation. And all of my books have 
uh, discussion questions at the end of the book. So this book follows along a frog family as they go through certain situations, like the first book, she gets divorced. The second book, it was written after I uh, met my own blue frog, <laughs> somebody of another ethnicity, and we got married and we became a blended family. So it's kind of touching upon diversity, blended families, any kind of mixed race, religion, or ethnicity, just reminding kids sort of not to judge a book by its cover. And then as the frog family travels along, different things happen, which I felt were important to talk about because there's not a lot of books talking about these subjects, not only for the kids who are going through the particular situation, but also for their friends, let's say in school, who have no idea maybe what something is or what their friends might be going through. So I try to encourage these kids to talk about it with their friends, not feel like an outcast and not feel uncomfortable, and then their friends can have a better understanding. So in the third book, she moves to a bigger lily pad. In my case, we moved from Manhattan to the suburbs in New Jersey. And it's talking about major life changes that kids might go through, uh, any sort of, whether it's changing schools, changing, uh, changing schools, changing towns, houses, even COVID brought a lot of changes with it. So it's reminding kids that change doesn't have to be so scary after all, which adults obviously could learn, some adults could learn to, <laughs> to from that as well. And the fourth book, Free to the Frog Says Farewell to Her Fish, is talking about losing a pet or losing a loved one. In my case, my kids lost their grandma Helen and they were little and it was their first time encountering loss, which is very difficult for kids of all ages to go through. And lastly, that brings us up to Free to the Frog and the Two Mamas Next Door, which is written primarily for the LGBTQ community, but also for all kids and all types of families. Because in the book, there's a conversation with the parents and Frida's reminding the tadpoles that families come in many different shapes and sizes, whether it be two moms, two dads, a mom and a dad, a single parent, and no, no two families are alike is sort of the running thread of the series. Which I think is so important, and you capture it so well, because these are all things that sometimes there's some challenging moments to get through, and especially things like moving or, yeah, losing a loved one or a pet that you're bringing to light in a very positive way. So not only is it therapeutic for the children, but also it's going to be therapeutic for those families. And then, of course, as you're sharing this with us and we're learning that this is more of a personal story, it really helps us take a look inward towards not only ourselves, but you as the author, which I think is really cool. Thank you. I hope people think it's cool. <laughs> I think it's easier as an author to write from personal experience. So no, just like I say, no two families are the same, no two experiences are the same. So this is not meant to generally cover even, let's say, the first book. Every divorce is different. But the, the theme in this theory, series, aside from reminding kids that no two families are the same, is also just reminding kids to open up to parents or teachers to use books like this as a tool to open up a conversation with kids, to get them talking and not keep their feelings inside. And just not to feel that there's anything wrong with them if they're going through these things, because some of the situations are talking about different types of families. Some are talking about heavier things that shouldn't really be taboo. I agree 100%. Well, thank you so much for writing these books and taking the time to highlight kind of these challenging moments. And you're right, no families are the same. Well, Nadine, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us, giving us all this great information. And thank you again for writing all of these inspirational children's books. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. 
And if people would like to follow you on social media or purchase the books, where can they do so? Yes, by all means, please follow me. I, I will just forewarn you that sometimes I'm completely dorky on my, my uh, social media pages, but it's Frida the Frog, F-R-E-E-D-A, the frog, all one word. That's my Facebook and Instagram, and I don't really know how to use Twitter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I have a few things on Twitter. And my website is FridaTheFrog.com, F-R-E-E-D-A, the frog, all one word, dot com. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and giving us all this great information. Thank you. Make sure that if you are looking to get your hands on any of these great books, maybe for the kiddos or for someone you love nearby, that you go to FridaTheFrog.com, and that way you can purchase the books online. And that's F-R-E-E-D-A, TheFrog.com. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we've got more of the show, so stay tuned. Good morning, Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Let's take one final look at that local weather forecast for today. We are expecting to see those temperatures progressively warm up. 27 degrees around 8 a.m., a high of 40 degrees. 60% chance of snowfall is likely throughout the course of today. Now, we are expecting to see winds come out of the west-southwest at 5 to 10 miles an hour. So if you are getting out there, just be prepared for kind of a wintry mix of weather. Now, as we take a look at Vale by the hour, you can see those snow showers are going to hang out throughout the course of today. That high is going to take place between that 12 o'clock and 4 o'clock hour. Now at those lower elevations with those warmer temperatures, it is going to be more of that rain than it will be snow. As we take a look at that I-70 corridor, the temperatures down in Denver, slightly warmer, 56 degrees. It looks like they're going to see quite a bit of cloud coverage, maybe a little bit of sunshine peeking out. 40 degrees in Vail with a 60% chance of precipitation spanning to Avon with that exact same weather forecast. One degree warmer out to the west of us in Eagle, 60% chance of precipitation throughout Eagle County though so if you are getting on any of those roadways just give yourself that extra travel time to be nice and safe out there. Now as we take a look at Vail overnight tonight temperatures are cooling down 20 degrees is our overnight low 80% chance of snowfall continuing overnight tonight and we are going to see that freeze thaw cycle continue to happen so if you are getting on those roads give yourself some extra travel time we are expecting some more precipitation into the next few days so if you are getting out on those roads at all just make sure that you're planning ahead giving yourself that extra travel time. That way you're staying safe and everyone else is staying safe out there. We want to thank you so much for tuning into your Monday edition of Good Morning Vale. We love to be here each and every morning for you. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow because we'll be here to bring you more of what's happening in our community. Good morning. Home in the Rockies. Hey.